0: Hi, this is Diane. And this is Kelly of the History Goes Bump podcast. We are in our 10th year of production for the podcast. And we can say without reservation that no other podcast has covered as many haunted locations as we have. We prove that history isn't boring. It's terrifying. Find History
1: Goes Bump wherever you get your podcasts. Keep it spooky. And welcome to the Activity Continues Podcast. We are your hosts. I am Amy. And this is Megan. Thanks for joining us again.
0: This week, we are both recapping a different show. Um, and it's a continuation of our previous episode, which was part of the BOOPOD Network series covering Bridgewater Triangle.
1: Yeah, when we picked this show as our contribution for the series, we were thinking we would do like a high level recap, not like the recaps we do with the Dead Files, where we basically walk you through the whole episode. But the more we watched and took notes, um, this we realized the story is so complex mm-hmm. and didn't want to miss anything. So we have a lot of notes. I have shortened my version at least twice, but you know, it's still multiple pages long. So in the episode we did last week, which was part of the Boo Pod series, we just talked about the murders. We didn't really talk about the show as much. We just talked mm-hmm. about the murders. The and, players. The, and yeah, the people, all the different the characters. Yep. Well, not all the different characters because there's a gazillion. Oh but my God. That would have taken, that would be a show in and of itself. Yeah, I know. And and when I went through my notes, I actually just like cut out a lot of like, so-and-so said, and so-and-so said. And mm-hmm. I just cut that all out. Cause yeah. It's not all that important. People can watch the show if they want all those details. So, um, what else we should talk about? I wanted to mention coffee, the uh-huh. website coffee. That is like yep. a Patreon replacement. I did lower the cost. I didn't know I could do this, but I did lower it to three dollars. So if anybody wanted to get in there for um, you know, to support us per month, you can do three dollars now, you can do five dollars, you can do whatever you want.
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: I it was at five dollars and I did lower it to three. I didn't realize before that I could do that, but I could. So I did. And then um, this Instagram thing is making me insane. I feel like I feel like I want to just like create 10 new um, accounts and then follow us on with all of them because I've been watching it until we get to, you know, hoping that we get to a yeah. thousand. So this morning I woke up, we had a thousand. I was super excited. I took a screenshot. Yep. A couple hours later, it went back down to nine ninety nine. Damn it. It went back and forth, back and forth. I checked it at four ten and it was nine ninety nine. I'm gonna look at it right now. I'm gonna refresh the page and we'll see where we're at. Nine ninety nine. Yeah. So we need like ten followers more so that it doesn't keep bouncing back and forth. I don't know if people are unfollowing us, you know, like some mm-hmm. people do where they follow someone just to get them to follow them and then they yeah. unfollow, which is a super dick move. So please don't do that, people. Yeah, that's real shitty. I'm sure none of our People are doing no, that. they wouldn't. No, and we forgot to celebrate our 5,000 downloads. We reached 5,000 total downloads, we're the best this past week, and we are over 5,200 now. That's seriously amazing. It is in less than a year. I know it's pretty good.
0: We're on our way to becoming my favorite murder famous. I That's
1: just right. know it. I right know around it. the corner. Yep, we're basically right there. Around the corner. Yep. And our promo partner this week is the newest member of the BooPod Network. It's called Certainly Strange. New podcast. Well, I don't know if it's a new podcast. New to us. And um, in other news, we have a sponsor. Yeah! So you're going to hear a little snippet about what our sponsor is. But basically, it's a company called Manscaped. And we are wearing their t-shirts right now. They're super comfy t-shirts too. 10 out of 10 would recommend. They are. So um, what else should we talk about? What's been going on? Why are you so busy?
0: (sighs) Well, I've got my class uh, Mm -hmm. going on and getting ready for this um, craft fair, December 3rd, Mm -hmm. Um, work, um, holidays coming up. It's just like everything is just happening at
1: once. Well, the good news is that we all be taking a break pretty soon. I think we probably only have another one or two episodes and mm-hmm. then we can take a break and um until January. Which is good and also bad though, because
0: I love doing this. Like I know. you know, I love doing it. It's not that I see it as ugh, a task I have to do. Yeah. You know what
1: I mean? It's just yeah.
0: the end of the year is so busy. Yeah. Like we're already into November in two days.
1: I know. I, know. I can't believe it. Yeah, tomorrow's Halloween. I know. Are you doing anything? Are you guys dressing your kid up?
0: We did. um, We went to a Halloween party at my husband's cousin's house last night, and he was a gorilla. So he was so cute. Yeah. And running around and just being his little happy self. (laughs) I was like, John was a cowboy. um, So like a hat and boots. And, you know, I don't need to tell you what a fucking cowboy is. (laughs) I just mansplained what a cowboy is. (laughs) Good God. These shirts, man, they do something to you. Yeah. (laughs) Just kidding.
1: We've been talking Um, about balls for a while because we just just recorded the ad. So we've been talking about balls.
0: Um, We are having a a department decorating contest at work tomorrow. So I was like super excited. And then I went over and saw my competition and I, oof, they might win.
1: Oh, they might really? win
0: but i got um some bones all this from amazon i got some bones i got some cobwebs which they have too and then i got this like shower curtain like curtainy thing not shower curtain but like a curtainy thing that looks like blood mm. and it's got handprints on it so i'm going to put that over our entryway so like you have to walk through it when you go nice. into the department and then i got bloody handprint window clings to put on all of mm-hmm. our cube windows and then um my coworker has a uh sister who is uh works in medical and so we're gonna get an old pair of scrubs so i'm hopefully gonna do something oh, with those okay and then i'm thinking of getting a bunch of garbage bags and making it look like a dead body and then like stuffing oh. it under one of the desks or something
1: oh okay
0: fine yeah but they the other department their stuff is really good too
1: yeah well so, that's all right. What do you win if you win?
0: They win lunch on the company. So. Nice. Yeah. That's a good get some, gift. Get some Manny's, some Kincaids, maybe. Oh, Just kidding. No, it'll probably be like Chipotle or something. <laughs> <laughs> so, Burger but, King. Bert, yeah, it'll little BK. Have it your way.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, that's fun. All right. Well, I guess we should just jump in. We don't yeah. have that much else to uh, to talk about. I guess this was kind of a shorty this time. Um. Now, okay, what about so, you? What's new with you? Oh, uh, what's new with me? Well, not too too much. Um, we have heat. We have heat. Yay!
0: Oh, good. Yeah,
1: yeah. The good. the, the uh, insurance company's paying for the damage that was done to the in- insulation and all that. So, so it's going to cost us about a thousand dollars, but that's not that. Could
0: hard. be worse. Could be, Could a be lot way worse. Way
1: worse. Could be yeah. And it's a good thing, like I think I said before, it's a good thing Greg tested this, um, the heat, uh, mm-hmm. on September 4th or whatever that yeah. was. Yeah. Because if he had done it now, we would be sitting in the middle of December with no heat. Right. Because it was in September, and this is now November. Yeah. So. Um,
0: good. Smart. Because, dang, yeah, we're in Minnesota, and it gets real cold real
1: fast. It sure does. And it was when we did not have heat, it was Really cold. It was yeah, like it was. thirty some degrees at night. So what did you do? Um, we had space heaters in every room, okay, and they hunkered good. under the blankets and under yeah. the dogs, and yeah, all of that. Wore two sweaters at a time. Oh Went to work so that at least I could spend, <laughs> I could spend the day in the in the warmth. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, but we're all good. It's yep. um, it's actually, and it's been nice. Like, like the last couple of days, the weather's mm-hmm. been beautiful. So I know. Oh my god, I can't. We had the windows open last night. Yeah. Oh, I've had oh the windows open ever since our heat came back on. <laughs> hey, I sl- I sleep with the windows open in the winter just because oh, I can't see, I can't stand being hot.
0: I don't. But I if I do, it's to get cold so I can use my heated blanket because there is oh. nothing as delightful as a heated blanket. <laughs> it is. I
1: do love getting Jeff's under kiss. a warm blanket yes. when I am cold. But I'm <gasps> so very rarely cold.
0: But... Oh, see, I'm cold all the time.
1: Yeah. I got enough blubber to keep me warm.
0: See, you would think me too, but (laughs) it's just
1: weird. Yeah. All right. No, I don't think I have anything else, so we should probably just jump in because this is going to be a bit. Attempted murder on a ghost, cursed paintings burning houses down, and lighthouse keepers disappearing without a
0: trace. The world is filled with astonishing stories that will make you go and shock,
1: saying well. I don't know what's going on here, but it is certainly strange. My podcast, Certainly Strange, is a collection of these bizarre tales. Each episode I tell a separate story and share my own unfiltered opinions and theories about it. If this sounds interesting to you, come and join me on this journey through the strangest parts of our history. Okay, so um, we wanted to explain about how this was, you know, how we, the, the last episode that we did was just an overview. Mm-hmm. Um, I did look it up. It's called, the, remember, I couldn't figure out what that corporate, corporate speak was? It's yes. the 30,000 foot view. Oh, okay. That's, I don't okay. know, maybe they, maybe, I don't think they ever said it where you and I work together, but no other places I've worked, they, they, I had a, a job where I swear my boss like watched corporate videos all day to learn how to behave. He was basically Michael Scott. Oh God. And he used all of those stupid corporate terms speak, and all yeah. that lingo and shit. It was circle exhausting. back exhausting. Yeah. Oh my all of it. It was really exhausting. Yeah. So that's what I had in mind when I was talking about it. Now, now that, that
0: you say that, I do remember them saying that. But if you hadn't said the phrase, I would be here all
1: night. <laughs> I would not. Well, I thought of it. I googled it while I was making the video. Mm-hmm. I was editing the video because a lot of times when we can't think of something or re- or get something wrong, I will correct it in the video. Oh, so I'll nice. you know yeah. Anyway. Okay, so um yeah, so that was the thirty thousand foot view yes. that we did our last episode. Other corporate speak term, high level <laughs> overview. Yep, yep, that's a good mm-hmm. one too. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. So this is going to be the recap of the actual documentary called Fall River. So if you haven't heard that previous episode, you can go back and listen to it. You don't really have to because we um, we will be covering all of yeah. all this stuff.
0: But if you really want to just focus on the actual crimes, then that's a good one to go to. Mm-hmm. We taught, like Amy said, we're, we're going to talk about everything. Um, but last episode, we just talked about the crimes, So there were three murders um, that occurred. So if you want to learn about them first and then come back, go to the the previous episode that we released.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So the show is called Fall River. It's a documentary series that aired on Epics, which is a network I'd never heard of before this. Uh, but I got a free trial so that I could watch. And then I spent too much time goofing off and I didn't get the whole thing watched in my seven day free trial. I ended up paying for a month of it, probably How two much months was now. It? I think it was six bucks or something. Oh man. Three, maybe.
0: I, I paid it for for it on YouTube, and that's 16 bucks a month.
1: Oh, oh, you did. For a YouTube, YouTube premium. Oh, YouTube premium. Well, I have I probably stopped that. <laughs> um, well, I've heard that YouTube premium is one of the best ones to have. Like, I have friends that are using that instead of Hulu. Really? Yeah. Okay, well maybe we'll stop Hulu because so, Hulu's really starting to act up for us and it's getting Hulu's, a little old. Hulu's pissing me off. The only reason oh, I keep I, it is that I I like some of the Hulu originals that you can't see anywhere else. They do That's have the really reason. good
0: originals though. That's like the only the Predator,
1: reason Predator. Oh, I that haven't was seen that. so
0: good. I haven't seen that. It was uh, do you watch the
1: Predator movies? No, I don't think so because I don't know what that is.
0: Okay. It's like a sci-fi thing, it's like an alien and they come and they hunt humans. Oh it's a whole movie series. It started in like the 80s. People are probably screaming at us right now yeah. um, because you don't listen. You don't. Yeah, which is fine. They've screamed at me before, but they did <laughs> it on. I know Amy has because she literally tells me in messaging.
1: She'll be patron like. Patron Amy.
0: Yeah. Patron Amy. Will Not Amy she'll be like, uh, like, I'm screaming at you, but in like a nice, fun way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But Hulu did a, a Predator movie and it was
1: phenomenal. It was oh. so good. Oh, good. Yeah. Well, Greg likes that kind of stuff, so maybe. I mean, I do sometimes, but.
0: I don't normally like the whole sci-fi thing. Like, Star Trek is not for me. Not me neither. But I love the Predator movies. Okay. They're good.
1: good. So, um, I don't know. Oh, Hulu. Yeah, sorry. I was like, how do we get on the Predator one? (laughs) How do we get all the way over there? That happens. Folks, if you're new here, that happens. We'll circle back. We'll (laughs) circle i will circle back and, uh, uh, and back to the topic. Yeah. So we do that. Um, if that's annoying, you're not going to like us. Yeah. So um, one of the things that I wanted to note, and we talked about this a little bit before, but this show, first of all, Bananas, there's so much shit going on here, but they have, so the, basically the way that it works is that the filmmakers have put together the story and they've interviewed a lot of people about this topic. People so who many. lived in Fall River, people who were on the case, people who were friends with the victims, mm-hmm. people who were friends with the alleged murderers. People who were reporters, people oh, who yes. were state, like Eddie's, P. lots P. of law
0: enforcement.
1: I mean, yeah. you name it, they probably they probably interviewed. For- right. And so Megan texted me. <laughs> she says, I screenshotted it. I'll, I'll put it up on the socials. But she was like, there's so many talking heads in here. It's ridiculous. Uh-huh. And then she says, like, four retired reporters, all for the same newspaper. How many people can the Standard Times Newport employ? Friends? Did they get the fucking employee at the 7-Eleven that Robin talked to that one time? <laughs> <laughs> two Allens, two. Yeah. Allen, the retired de- detective, and and Alan the Satan guy. Yeah. And who's also a retired detective, yeah. but from a different town. From a town that he, like, helped with this one. Yeah. That guy, Alan Alves, I believe mm-hmm. his name is. He was in the movie The Bridgewater Triangle too. He was being he was interviewed a lot in that film okay. because he is a special specializes Satan in expert. satanic stuff. Yeah. 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 So and as maybe some of you know, if you listened to our last episode, there is a satanic bent to this. But it is my opinion, I think that Megan agrees with me, that yes. it probably was not actually it was had nothing to do with Satanism or it satanic was right anything. in the
0: middle of St. Panic Panic. Charles yep. Manson and his mm-hmm. goon of idiots had just killed Sharon Tate and her mm-hmm. neighbors. I can't remember their names, and I'm so sorry. Because oh, I always forget know. their names too. Um, but so they were just glomming onto this, like, yeah, and and like we talked about before. I think the detectives had a theory and made the evidence fit yep. their theory. It yep. was not the other way around.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: So we'll get into that. But content yeah. warning, everything.
1: Do you want everything. to read the content warning? It is. Yeah. <laughs> I so, did a screenshot of, the, yeah, of what so it showed any, on the TV because I was like, I'm not writing all that shit down. Every,
0: okay, so this is what it has. Quote, Fall River contains graphic de- depictions of rape, torture, murder, abuse, drug use, including with minors, nudity, animal cruelty, and language that may be offensive to some and could be particularly disturbing to survivors of sexual violence or abuse. And they do talk about um, sexual assault on minors. Mm-hmm. So, but, mm-hmm. like, literally any trigger warning is in this documentary.
1: Yeah. And and I think I mentioned this before, too, but we are, we're we're going to try to not get into the details yes. of that. We'll just give you the details that you need to know because mm-hmm. they're pertinent to
0: what, what, the, what,
1: what the case is and, and like, that the fact that the murder victims were all found the same way and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am, I know my notes anyway, I left out an awful lot because we I did. just don't want to. Um, it's
0: its a lot. It's, it's yep. awful. Like what some of these people.
1: It really is. Endured. So it really is. Yeah. So we'll try and soften it for you a little bit. Yep.
0: So from Wikipedia, Fall River is an American documentary television miniseries directed and produced by James Buddy Day. Jason Blum serves as an executive producer under his Blumhouse television banner. It follows the Fall River Murders in Fall River, Massachusetts by a satanic cult. It consists of four episodes and premiered on May 16th, 2021. So it's super new.
1: It's pretty new. Yeah. And I am pretty sure that I read somewhere that um, either Netflix or Hulu are working on a show about Bridgewater Triangle, Ooh. and or about this particular series of murders. That would I can't be, remember.
0: They do it really well. Yeah, think So I think, yeah. so I
1: think it'd be kind of mm-hmm. it, uh, that. I assume would be um, like a scripted thing yeah. rather than a um, yeah than a documentary. But this is a good show. I would it recommend is. watching it. It's just it's really rough. It's really it, like I said. I thought I was going to be able to bang this out in like two days, and it took me over two weeks because. I just, I kept being like, I can't watch another mm-hmm. hour of that right now. I have to go do some else. And-
0: it's heavy. Yeah. And the, the, they throw a lot of information at you.
1: Yeah, it it's- is. I, I watched, I've watched it four times yeah. because I kept getting confused about who was where at what murder, which murder are we talking about? She made and flashcards. I, I did. I made flashcards with all the people on them. Mm-hmm. And I still think that I'm, I there's... Something we'll get to it, but there's still a piece that I'm not sure that I've got right in my head. Maybe you do. Okay. But um, so episode one is called My Soul to Keep. Mm-hmm. And one thing that was said in the very beginning, even in the trailer, I believe, is um, a quote where a man says, all it takes is one spark. Yeah. And he, what he's referring to is like, all you have to do is somebody, one person has to mention Satanism.
0: Cult, and that's it. Ritual.
1: And it just flies. Pentagram. Yeah,
0: I mean yep. anything,
1: and it goes off, and it,
0: it's and that's what happened. Yeah, yeah.
1: So, um, the show, like we said, is interviews with some of the main people, main players, the people of the town. There's some footage from news programs back then, which are gruesome because they showed everything on the news in 1979.
0: <sighs> literal dead bodies, like mm-hmm. literal mm-hmm. dead bodies. Yeah, that was bad. Uh, yeah, I'm I like, was like. Can, I was like, can I get a warning, please? Like, what if I'm eating spaghetti? Oh, I can't be
1: more done with that. I remember watching Bones one time while I was eating lasagna. <laughs> oh, well, okay. That was, that was on like, you. That was on me. That was that totally was on me. You. I was not expecting that, but I was like, oh, <clears throat> I'm not hungry anymore. <laughs> really awful.
0: I'm right, having lasagna I'm... tonight, too. Oh, man. Maybe we'll have to watch Bones. <laughs> Oh, speaking of reenactments, yeah. reenact that scene.
1: <laughs> it's, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. So one of the things, and I thought this was like really telling for the whole town and everything, just to give you an idea of what this town was like. We opened with hearing a man saying, if you're from Fall River, you've probably done some time. And he says, when you go to jail, it's like your high school reunion. You yep. see everybody there. Yep. Yep. So that's kind of what this town was like. It's a, you know. Blue collar, Mm -hmm. nothing. Not saying there's anything wrong with that. Nothing. No, but there were. It was not. uh, It's not not, ritzy. Not a lot of rich people in this town. Let's just. We're not in. We're not in Manhattan. We're not in Fifth Avenue. No, it's a fairly small town, I believe. It's near some other larger towns, and the people, you know, came and went to and from these towns. But this is the same town where Lizzie Borden's family lived. Um, so where those murders took place and um, one of the cops that uh, that we talked to a lot in this one, a detective, um, just, uh, Sylvia, Alan. I think his last Alan name was Sylvia. 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 Yep. And he says, Lizzie Borden has nothing on the Fall River cult murders.
0: Yep. So that's kind of telling you how it was, because uh-huh. the Borden murders were, I mean,
1: yeah, that was talk of the town. Yeah. Of course, that was, you know, a hundred years earlier (laughs) or something. But it was gruesome. Yeah.
0: Her father's head was bashed in. Yeah. I mean, to the point where his face was almost unrecognizable. It was not good. Yeah, we've all seen the pictures. It's not great. Yeah. Mm -mm. So we open with Detective Allen, Sylvia, telling us about how on October 13th of 1979, he was called to a scene where a young girl's body was found. Young, she was about 17. So she uh-huh. wasn't super young, but 17 is still really young. Uh-huh. Yeah. And again, we're not going to get into the gory details because it's not relevant about what was done to her. Uh-huh. But we do need to let you know that she was bludgeoned in the head with a rock. That's how she was killed. And her, cu- her skull was smashed in. And so this is the start of a pattern. Uh-huh. This is how all three of the women were killed. hmm uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh.
1: Um, so the next day they did an autopsy. They didn't know who she was. They could not. They she didn't have any ID on her or anything. Um, so the next day they did an autopsy and did a composite drawing of her, which I didn't think looked anything like her. I didn't, to be either. honest. But it worked because a friend of hers named John Joseph he came forward and went to the city and made a positive ID as Doreen Lavec. It was determined that she was homeless, a sex worker, and an addict, and she was from nearby town, Bedford, but she worked in Fall River because she didn't want anyone who knew her in her town to see her or recognize her Mm -hmm. doing that work. Like Megan said, she was only 17.
0: So one thing that really occurred to me is that it might not have looked like her to us, Mm -hmm. but we didn't know her. Right. So maybe it looked like her, like, oh, that looks kind of like Doreen.
1: Right. And the only yeah. reason we can even say it doesn't look like her or it does is that they have one picture of her Yeah, that one. the cops have brought up. And it's possible that picture doesn't look like her. You know, mm-hmm. it's possible that if you knew her and you saw that photograph of her, you'd be like, that doesn't even look like her. Right. Because we've all been in photographs where it don- we don't look like ourselves. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. who knows? You know, maybe the composite was an exact match. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. So
0: in Fall River in the late 70s and 80s was crowded with drugs and sex work. And that Friday and Saturday nights, there were traffic jams, you know, 30 to 40 women. And we use that term loosely working the streets. And this all happened within a couple blocks of the police station. I mean, you know, if you've listened to any true crime documentary, they talk about New York City in the 70s and 80s. This Massachusetts, you guys, they're right next door. So mm-hmm. I can't imagine that Massachusetts in the 70s and 80s was any different than New York City. Mm-hmm. So lots of drugs, lots of sex work, you know, just, I mean, that's just what what it was like in the 70s sounded, and 80s.
1: Yeah. And it sounded like people um, came from other towns to go to Fall yeah. River to pick up their... Because they didn't want to be recognized
0: Mm -hmm. because there was Mm -hmm. such a stigma against Mm -hmm. sex work and there shouldn't Mm be. Mm -hmm. If people want to do that, if both parties are consenting, Mm -hmm. do whatever you want to do. That's right. Live your life, you know. But anyways, I'm sorry. We'll be on our soapboxes a lot, so I'm not even
1: going to step off it. I'm just going to stay on it. I know because there's a lot of shit in this that is maddening to both of us.
0: So one woman interviewed, um, she she was like, how did this even happen? Because again, like we said, this was right near the police office or the police Mm -hmm. station. She Mm -hmm. thought maybe some were paid to look the other way and, um, you know, paid off or bribed or whatever. And Mm -hmm. we get into the how how bad the police and prosecutors were Mm -hmm. later. Like, yeah, it's bad. It's
1: bad. It's real bad. (laughs) Like so bad. So bad. So, the cops initially thought that the murderer could be a John. And oh, so, and for
0: those of you who don't know, maybe you're innocent, a John is what people call customers of sex yes. workers.
1: A customer. Yes, that's true. I don't know why they call him that, but I don't know either. Uh, maybe John Doe, because like it's a. Uh, um, oh, maybe. They yeah, hide yeah, their yeah. identities. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. You're so smart. Well, you know, I just guess that shit. Who knows? So they interviewed a man named Andre Maltese. Sometimes it's pronounced Maltese. Sometimes it's Maltese. Anyway, he was a customer of this Doreen, and Mm -hmm. that was well known, apparently. Um, And he was a suspect. And the cops said, yeah, he was a suspect at first, but, quote, turned out he was not involved. But they never get into how he was not no. involved or why they think he was not involved, and Plot we'll get to that later too.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Everybody we meet in this is terrible. Everybody's <laughs> terrible. Everybody lies. Yeah, like literally everybody. Yeah. I, I mean, I was gonna say like some of the like people in the town probably necessarily weren't necessarily lying, but we'll get to that too. Yeah, we'll get to it. Uh, some of them lied too. So
0: what they think happened is that Doreen met Carl drew and we'll get more into him in in a minute. Mm -hmm. Um, He was basically a pimp Mm -hmm. um, and she was working for him. Uh, Alan detective Silva says, Sylvia says that he was told quote, Satan controls the street end quote, and Satan being Carl drew. Mm -hmm. Sylvia tells us that he was on the street daily. Um, this is this is important, so remember that. Put a pin in that that
1: Carl Drew was on the street. And Sylvia saw him on the street often. Yep, yep. Yeah. So then we meet Carl Drew. He is still alive. He is still in prison. And the film crew is interviewing him. And the first thing that he says is he's happy to get this all out here because he's been in prison for a long time, 41 years at the time of the interview. Yeah. And he talks about his life growing up. And it's really no surprise that he – Turned to the life that he did because um, he had he had a horrible life. A lot yeah, of these it people wasn't did. Great. Honestly, oh, yeah, a, a lot, lot of these did. people did.
0: Most of, in fact, most of them had some had a shit like Robin,
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. shitty,
0: shitty, shitty, shitty child. Yep.
1: yep, not great. We'll, we'll get to we'll her get in a minute. To it. Yeah, sorry, but so no, that's okay. So here are the bullet points on Carl's life: abusive alcoholic father who beat him regularly. When he was 14, once when his dad was beating him, he decided he had enough. He beat up his father and left. Lived that on I should
0: streets. tell you right there that he preferred living on the streets to living yeah. in a house with At his family. 14, At 14
1: yeah. years old. Yep. So then he held up a convenience store and he was caught. So he did six years in prison. While he was out, he was told he had to stay in Fall River, condition of his release. Um and so he couldn't like go find a better life for himself somewhere else because they made him stay there. Right. And he said at one in the interview in this first interview, at one point he says, "For some reason, people know not to mess with anything that was mine," as if he has no idea why. I wonder because he why. was a scary dude. Yeah,
0: he. I mean, he was he a was big a scary guy.
1: Dude. He was a big guy. He was he over was six feet dude.
0: tall, mm-hmm. muscly.
1: He doesn't look like it now. Like Mm-mm. he's he's sitting down, but he just looks like a regular like older guy. Yeah. But in those pictures of him from when like when he was twenty five, when this yep. was all happening, you don't he's fuck with a him. Big dude. Yeah. yeah. And not big fat. Just no, tall, no. Tall, muscle. broad shoulders,
0: muscles. He was yeah. very lean, fit. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. you, I wouldn't have fucked with him. No. Uh, if I saw him coming, yeah. I'd cross the street and go the other way.
1: Yeah. Yeah, he's he's scary. Mm -hmm. So he says that the girls paid him $200 a week to keep them safe on the street. And Uh then they flashed to another woman. and She's like, he wasn't protecting them. He was using them. Yeah. So again, we already have liars. We don't know who's lying and who's not. But you know, my guess is he's sugarcoating it a little bit. Yeah, he was a pimp. Yeah. And uh, by all accounts, a scary dude. Yeah. And so I think that he's trying to be like, "Mm, I I helped them. I protected them.
0: I'm this good guy and they pinned this all on me. Yeah.
1: Well, and Mm -hmm. he says that the cops knew exactly what was going on and they didn't care and they Mm -hmm. allowed it all to go on. So back to why it happened one block away from the police station.
0: I mean, to be fair to, you know, there was so much shit going on in the Mm -hmm. seventies and eighties illegally Mm -hmm. that I'm sure the cops didn't care if a little sex work was going on. Right. Right. In the scheme of things, cocaine, crack cocaine, you know, all of that, I'm sure that they were like, you know what, sex work, the least of our problems right now.
1: Well, and and also, and I'm gonna have to say allegedly here, but um they were customers as well. Yeah. Um, so they they don't want to shut it down. No. Where are they gonna no. go? Where yeah. So then a couple other people said some stuff about Carl. Detective Sylvia says how Carl's dad used to lower him into the well on their property to retrieve dead animals that had fallen in. Mm-hmm. Lower him head first into the well. Yep. He had a history of control of the sex workers and they were afraid of him. And then there's this woman, her name's Trish DeSoto, mm-hmm. I believe. And she yep. was a friend of Barbara Raposa, but she knew all of them. She knew mm-hmm. all these girls. And she, she's, what I was going to say earlier, she's the one I was like, I think she's the only one I believe because she seemed to be like, she really knew these people and she seemed yeah. to be on the up and up about all that. But then recently – she said something in the news about yep. one of these people that is the opposite of what she said in the yes, show. But anyway, I saw that too. Yeah, yeah, we'll get to that too. But yeah. anyway, she said that she was friends with a lot of these girls. She said that Carl drugged them up, mm-hmm. and that um, and then another fall resident says that he wasn't afraid to use force and made the girls do what he wanted. So yeah, he was he was a bad dude. He was a bad dude. <laughs> he
0: was a bad. And. Dude. You know, it's not uncommon for, I don't know if we could use the word PIMS, but I don't know what other word to use. So if we're wrong, please let us know. I'm not doing it on purpose, but it wasn't uncommon for PIMS to get girls addicted to drugs. Oh, yeah. That's, and they, they have 100% control over them.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, basically, this, what, what was happening with these young girls is they would run into someone like Carl Mm -hmm. and get their drugs. You know, they're homeless. They, you know, ran away from their families and they, um, they get hooked on the drugs and then the sex work comes after that because they have to have to get money, get money to buy the drugs, but then Mm -hmm. they also don't want to do the sex work without being on drugs. So it's a whole, it's a cycle. Yeah.
0: So notes on uh, some of the residents in fall river said, uh, had a few things to say about the cops. So (laughs) Trish says she had a friend um, who was working the streets and had a cop that would pick her up for service and not arrest her. So again, allegedly the cops were, Mm -hmm clients mm-hmm. of the um, sex workers carl talks about how he has known parole officers and cops who have picked up girls posing in as a john and then once they get into a room they flash a badge and tell the girls you'll do what i say and then or else i'll take you down to the station so basically blackmailing them into mm-hmm. performing services for them
1: yeah
0: probably for uh, free I'm guessing yeah they didn't oh pay for it. free yeah so somebody now uh, uh another law enforcement officer says all of our resources were going to the homicides. So Carl and everybody in this line of work was basically ignored mm-hmm. until they became part of the investigation for whatever reason.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Which goes to what I was saying before: like they have murders, they have drug use, they have all of this sex work. It probably wasn't even on their radar.
1: No, it probably wasn't a big deal back then. You I can't mean, to them. You
0: can't end sex work no matter how much you try. Yeah. So as long as. People are consenting adults and they are there of their own free will. Mm-hmm. Let them do what they want to do. They're mm-hmm. not hurting anyone. Yeah.
1: Well, until they start murdering people. Well, <laughs> sometimes people <laughs> deserve to get murdered. Well, <laughs> probably cut that out. Not these people. Not these um, people. No. Um, so, another person we need to talk about um, because the most like main characters in this yeah, story, she's are one of the main Carl characters. Carl Drew and Robin, Robin, Robin Yeah. And this Andy Maltese, too. But anyway, so Robin Murphy. Mm-hmm. Um I don't remember how she I think somebody named her as being involved in this murder, and that's how it how they started looking at her.
0: Yes, but, Carol. Remember yeah. Carol Fisher? Did it? Yeah, Defletcher.
1: She, she might did have she th-
0: name her and she well, said she was with Carl and Robin.
1: I think maybe. I know, see, this is the thing, we get so confused. I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure that Karen did too. Karen, you guys will yes, hear Karen, about Karen. Matt um, um, she's another, sadly, yeah. another one of the victims. Um she, but, she's the one that
0: did it. And that yeah, you're right.
1: Okay. So Robin Murphy was um also a sex worker. Mm-hmm. Wanting to transfer to being a pimp. She wanted to get into management. Yeah. (laughs) She she had goals. (laughs) She had. Yeah. She, she wasn't going to just be a corporate lackey. No. She wanted to to move up the ladder. She wanted to
0: climb, move up in the world.
1: That's right. So. Yeah. So yeah, we, we learned some stuff about um, Karen here. Sorry. Robin here too.
0: Mm -hmm. So Robin, like we said, had just an awful upbringing. Um, P.I. Chris Hayes, who we meet, he's the one in the beginning who said that Mm -hmm. going to jail was like going to a high school reunion. Mm -hmm. He explained that Robin was trying to be a pimp in Carl's area. And so they ended up working together, but they hated each other. Mm. They hated each other. Um, Trish says she knew Robin very well. Quote, I liked her. She was fun. She was hot shit. She was crazy and not somebody you wanted on your bad side. What she means is you didn't <laughs> want to be on her bad side, which 100 yeah. percent because yes. there was it scares me. Robin scares me, too. I mm, She she grew up really quickly. There was some sexual assault um, and incest in her family. Her older brother was continuously raping her. Mm-hmm. Her friend Catherine Hindle said she didn't care about herself because she had parents who didn't
1: care about her. Mm hmm. She was basically like we talked about the kids in the 70s and 80s were basically feral because their parents both yeah. were working or they were single and mm-hmm. there was only one parent and then one parent had to work. And so, you know, nobody was watching kids.
0: And we learned about her father and he was just trash. Mm-hmm. He was just, I mean, this poor little baby girl had mm-hmm. the people who were supposed to defend her and protect her and be mm-hmm. there for her mm-hmm. were either the ones hurting her yep, or they just didn't give a shit.
1: Yep. So- everybody, everybody failed her.
0: Everybody failed her. Um, detective Sylvia describes her as a very violent person. She got in a fist fight with a man outside of a bar and he ran away. She <laughs> scared him or she chased mm-hmm. him with a beer bottle that she was trying to break and hit him. So she yeah. was 17 at that point. Mm-hmm. He was 25. So that mm-hmm. gives you an idea of the badassery that she she just you yeah. didn't fuck with her.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh Chris Hayes says that when she was really mad, she had a rage that wouldn't quit. Sylvia says, quote, she could eat pizza and kill you right after that and it won't bother her at all. <laughs> um, Carl says that he disliked her right away, just her attitude. He didn't want to know her. And my thought was, Oh, you mean because she would stand up for herself and you could yeah. just walk all over her?
1: Probably. He
0: didn't like her. Gee, yeah. I wonder why.
1: Yeah.
0: Trish says what she wanted, she uh she wanted control. That's what she wanted. She didn't want to be a sex worker. Mm-hmm. She she wanted to be the one calling the shots. Yep. She didn't want to have to do what she was told.
1: And she didn't care if, if you liked her or not. So no, she, she didn't care if she shit. was a dick to you. Nope. And she had an attitude like that because she didn't want people to want to know her.
0: Right. And, and she didn't want people to control her.
1: Right. Right. So right.
0: Sylvia explained that Carl was the only one in her way of controlling the whole streets and basically being the only pimp for, you know, miles around. Mm-hmm. Uh, Both Carl and Robin had warned Doreen to stay off the streets. um, And she, because she was taking their business because she was young, she was pretty. Mm -hmm.
1: She didn't work for either one of them. She
0: didn't work for either one of them. She was an independent contractor. That's right. That's right. So
1: it's funny to think about all these people as if they were in a corporate environment. I know. (laughs) know? (laughs) Yeah. But anyway,
0: it's it's so intertwined, you guys. I hope you're taking notes because there will be a quiz later. There will be a quiz.
1: Um, So another character here is um we briefly talked about her a second ago but uh she's another victim her name is Karen Marsden actually she's the second victim we're talking about mm-hmm. um and they I talked, feel
0: like they kind of focused a lot on Karen
1: They did. Well that's because the murder trial the main murder trial was, was her. her murder. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So um they talked to one of her friends her name is Elaine Gibbs and she mm-hmm. said Karen was a great friend Elaine's mother was in jail her father was not present so she lived with karen for a while and helped her with her son karen had a son um this woman called her jay uh i did his some father dating.
0: calls him jj yeah
1: his father his father's joe alves he calls him jj and uh his name was actually joseph john alves and uh, it, they had said that he has since passed away yeah and i googled him i tried to find him i couldn't i couldn't i i found a bunch of people with that name but i, yeah. I don't know which one it is. Yes. yeah Carl says that Karen worked for him for about a year. Robin and Karen were girlfriends.
0: As in romantic. As in romantic.
1: Like buddies. Yeah. yeah. They were romantic yeah. girlfriends. Yes. And uh, the woman they interviewed didn't want to talk about that relationship for some reason. Maybe it made her uncomfortable. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was some type of power that Robin had over Karen. And Detective Sylvia says he tried to talk to Karen about Doreen's death, but she was emotionally distraught. Mm-hmm. That I think that um, so when when he did talk to Karen about the murder, that's when um, that's when Robin's name came up. Mm-hmm. Um, Joe Alves, who is Karen's baby daddy, yep. says that he spoke to Karen about Doreen, and Karen told him that Carl smashed her head in with rocks, and she was in fear of her life for her life. Mm-hmm. She told her other friend that Carl was going to kill her because she had seen too much and she knows too much. And then Joe says that Karen was too scared to talk to the police. Mm -hmm. The um, other cop says that she was too scared of Carl. The roommate says that Carl told her if she squealed, they would, quote, party with her son, meaning drug him up. He was only two years old.
0: He was a baby. Yeah. And I mean... You'll do anything to yeah. keep your child safe, and of they course. knew that, and they yeah. leveraged her one like they leveraged that against her, which is just shitty, just yep. terrible. Yep. yep, yep. So then, Detective Sylvia t- uh, talks us about a talks to us about a time where he had arranged with Carol Fletcher, another sex worker. Yeah, she's on this card
1: if you're keeping track. Yes.
0: Um, to meet Karen <laughs> at Carol's apartment in the Harbor Terrace. Yeah. When Karen came in and saw him, she started to scream. She said, quote, Satan knows who I'm talking to, end quote, referencing Carl, knowing that Karen is talking to the detectives. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're theorizing that this is what started the whole Satanism cult
1: thing. Because mm-hmm. she dropped the S word. Yeah. And-, and somebody probably just called him Satan one time because he was an asshole. As an asshole, yeah. I mean, I had a you know, you know my friend Jody, flip phone Jody, yeah, flip phone Jody, yep. I had a friend um, a long time ago when Jody and I were roommates, and he oh he's called always called her Satan because she didn't take his shit. Good, <laughs> she called him out on it, and so he always called her Satan. So I mean, it's all that it, that's all it takes, you know, yeah, like we one said, word spark, mm-hmm. and then someone goes, ooh. So this is satanic. Oh, yeah. now let's try and find all these other things mm-hmm. that we can make, lo- make it look like it's a satanic a cult. cult. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. So, yeah, Sylvia says that he talked to people who knew Carl and Robin and said that Carl would take them down to the Freetown State Forest where they would worship Satan, which is probably bullshit.
0: And even if it is bullshit and they were Satanists, there is no really human sacrifice in Satanism. Yeah. That's not what it's about. Right. From what I know, and granted, it's not much, but I'm pretty sure it's all about
1: like free will. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's there's a few. Yeah. I don't know that much about all the different- I don't either. So yeah, the show then goes into this whole thing about Satanism, the satanic panic, and we're going to skip most of that. Yep. I think most of you know what it is, and if you don't, you can certainly- find out and about they do it.
0: have um some interviews with people mm-hmm. who are actually satanists mm-hmm. um they they interview anthony Lef- anton levey who's yep. the founder of satanism mm-hmm. um and he got some of his beliefs from l ron hubbard which mm-hmm. he started uh scientology mm-hmm.
1: problematic yep, yep 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 so yeah yeah so some of the things that led or that fed into this whole satanic thing was that um, there, they were finding in the forest, they were finding pentagrams and upside down crosses and stuff like that. And that was leading them to believe that there was some satanic worship going on in the forest.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: then because one of the bodies was found in the forest, which we'll get to mm-hmm. um it, They kind of put that all together and were like, yeah, this has, even though it was not connected at all. No. There was nothing connected. This
0: happened in the forest. This happened in the forest. They must be connected, even though it's a large forest.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So Karen's baby daddy, this Joe Alves, says that Karen told him that Carl took her to a Best Western hotel where they tied her up and dripped blood all over her, walked around the room talking in different languages she didn't know, and there were upside down crosses hung from the ceiling. Mm. Uh, maybe, but, and
0: a it would be language. weird, it because- would be weird, but a different language she didn't know. I don't know how multilingual she was, but right. if they were talking in German and mm-hmm. she didn't know German or okay. Spanish or, you yeah. know, just cause it's another language doesn't mean they're saying
1: anything bad. That's right. And, and it could have just, just been gibberish. It seemed, well, and this whole, the whole story just seems kind of too, too Uh clean it's it's too like oh i i saw this in a i mean it seems like if you if you were to say describe a satanic ritual if someone were to ask you describe a satanic ritual that's probably how you describe it even though you've never been to one yeah you know because that's what we've told we've been told so anyway sylvia says this was not an official type cult it was carl drew's self-styled creation done in order to keep people in line well, I do believe that he, yeah, kept people in line, but I don't think he did it. I don't in think the form no. I don't think he cult. created
0: a satanic cult. I think he was just a big badass yeah. who would beat the shit out of you if you didn't do what he wanted you to do. Yeah, that's not a cult. That's right. a bully.
1: Right. Right. He definitely <laughs> was a bully. Say, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then one of the women they interviewed, her last name was Boyle. I can't remember her first name. She was. Um, she was one of the reporters. <laughs> one of the many, many reporters.
0: Oh, there were. so and many. And she said.
1: They didn't have to summon the devil. Carl was the one that brought evil to their lives.
0: Which she's not wrong. Yeah. She's She's not not wrong.
1: wrong. She's not
0: wrong. So now we get to the main event, the main Mm -hmm. murder, um, the one that Carl's charged for, the one that Robin is charged for, and that's the Karen Marsden murder. So Mm -hmm. February 8th of 1980, this is four months after Doreen, who was the first victim. She was the one who was found under the bleachers. Mm-hmm. Karen took Sylvia to a part of the forest where she says Carl said he would take her child and kill him if she didn't do what Carl wanted her to do. Um, Sylvia says she was incoherent and crying uncontrollably, which she was probably drugged in some way. Mm-hmm. She believed that once Carl knew she'd talk to the police, they would kill her or she he would kill her. She wanted to go talk to a priest. So they, being the detectives, took her to a church church. And on the way there, Sylvia called the chief of police, asking him to place Karen in protective custody. He stated that she insisted she needed to see the priests and she didn't want to go into protective custody. And I don't know if she understood what that meant. Maybe
1: she, you know, By saying that, she might have thought they wanted to arrest her mm-hmm. and not keep her safe. I assume that, that usually protective custody means you go and sit in a jail cell. Oh, I mean, I, you know, usually that's what it means. Yeah. You're not in trouble, but you're, that's the only place that you're safe. Yeah. Um, so that's only if, yeah, whatever. Right. But, um, right. I, so that, my guess was that she, um she didn't want to do that. Right. Mostly because she has a kid. I think she right. lived with her grandmother at the time. I think, yeah, she I did. I think her because- grandmother would have had her son.
0: Yeah. So, And they mentioned her grandmother and her grandmother's mm-hmm. the one that filed the missing pers- yep. person's report. Yep. So, um, so they dropped off at the church to go talk to the priest. Detective Sylvia says that this was the last time they saw her. The next day, her grandmother filed the missing person's report. Mm-hmm.
1: So Harbor Terrace, you're going to hear about a bunch of times. We already mentioned it once or twice. It is an apartment building in town that they all hung out in. A lot of them lived there. Um And they all hung out there. That's where the police used to hang out to, Mm -hmm. quote, unquote, get information. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. That's what they're doing. That's what Um, they call it. There's another character who lived there. Her name was Sunny Sparta. Her real name was Maureen. Um, And she was involved in drugs. And uh, I don't know that she was a sex worker, but she was friends with all of them. And Robin called Sunny once while the detectives were there. And then I put in my notes, why on earth were they there? Oh wait, I found out later. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They were there because they hung out there. Yeah. And they would bring they would bring these girls drugs and booze and sit there with them in an exchange for information is what they that's mm-hmm. their story. Mm-hmm. Um anyway, so Robin called Sonny once while well, detectives was were there and she said on the phone that she was involved in Karen's disappearance. And that's what set her Mm -hmm. her her arrest in motion
0: Mm -hmm. so then they the detectives brought karen or sorry oh my god the detectives brought robin (laughs) over to the da's office and she knew state police were working out of the da's office and she needed a deal so she thought she'd get a deal with the police she went into protective custody so the local cops weren't able to talk to her anymore so Mm -hmm. she kind of shut that shit down yep while in custody, she told the DA that Carl forced all of these women to worship Satan and used it to take control of their money. Was this true? We don't know. Well, she... we,
1: don't, we don't know if she even said that. Yeah, you know what I mean? We don't everybody's know lying. lying. Yeah, everybody's so, lying. Did she say that and it was true? Did she say that and it wasn't true? Did she never say that? The cops just said she did? Yeah.
0: Did she I mean... say it and she was coerced to say it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, We don't know. We'll never know. Mm -hmm. Robin also says that Karen told her that Carl wanted to make an offering to Satan and that he had killed Doreen. Karen says she picked up a rock and hit Doreen and that Carl told her that if she didn't do what what he wanted, she'd be found the exact same way that Doreen had been found.
1: Mm -hmm. So, yeah, her... The, the story is that her murder was Karen's murder. Karen's murder was done to silence her as a witness. Mm-hmm. And Robin in her statement said the police knew that Karen was going to be killed by Carl, yet they never arrested him. And then they cut to detective Silva, who says that he didn't believe her. he didn't believe her at the time. He didn't think it was real. Um, but then I put in pay notes, keep in mind, this is a liar telling this story, <laughs> but so is everybody in this case. Yeah, so literally how, everybody. I don't know how we'll ever know what really happened. I mean people
0: someone could confess to murder and I don't know if I'd believe them. Right. Because everything else has been a lie.
1: Well, and it's it's too bad that it, this was so long ago they didn't have all the forensic evidence yeah. that we would have now. Or that, you know, that somebody didn't save anything. You mm-hmm. know, I knew they wouldn't they wouldn't know to do that, but you know, our buddy Joe Kenda did. You know, he would he was saving evidence back then in the 70s and 80s when he was doing stuff long before there was any kind of DNA testing,
0: even any breakthroughs in that.
1: Right. But he He saved all that. Just just maybe someday, maybe someday we'll be able to. He saved that shit and solved a lot of cases Mm -hmm. or a lot of cases were solved after he retired because he did that. So it's too bad these guys didn't do that. But yeah. Anyway, so um, where are we now? Oh story. here's Robin's story. Oh, here's Robin Stork. So this is the story Robin tells. She and Karen were walking down the street and Carl and Carol Fletcher are in a car. They pulled up to Robin and Karen and told her, to, told him to get in the car. And also in the car is Carl Davis and Willie Smith. They drive to a wooded area. Karen, pu- Robin pulls Karen out of the car, pulls her out by her hair, pulls a bunch of her hair out. Yep. And then Robin says she was ordered to cut her throat. Now this is her girlfriend. Yeah. Her lover. Yeah. And Robin says that Carl told them that they were offering her soul to the devil. Robin says it was a ritualistic killing. So police found Karen's jeans, some of her hair, and only the top half of her skull. The rest of her body has still never been found.
0: To this day. Mm -hmm. So Hayes, the PI, says that he didn't understand what Satan worshiping entailed. He said, quote, you could have told me that every night they drink chicken soup at 6 p.m. And I'd say, yeah, OK. And quote, <laughs> to which I texted Amy from now on, I'm going <laughs> to drink chicken soup at 6 p.m. every night
1: and call herself Satanist and
0: call it. Yeah, <laughs> Carl present day says that he had faith in the legal system. Big mistake mm-hmm. um, that he never thought he would get set up and convicted for a murder. He had nothing to do with. And to be fair, like Carl's a bad guy. He's yep. he's not a good person. But there is literal evidence that he could not have committed this murder. Yeah. There's photographic evidence of him in another location at the time this murder was committed. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah. That's kind of where. Yeah. And this was like the the show as it's going on up to now. I mean, we've been interjecting our own thoughts about this as you know, for you guys. But when we watched it. Well, at least I should speak for myself. When I watched it for the first time, I'm thinking Carl Drew killed these people, and yep. I'm I'm on the bo- I'm on board. I'm yes. all like this, and then he says, "I never thought I would be convicted for something I didn't do." And he's like, "I'm not an angel. I I'm not I'm not saying I'm a good person. I'm just saying I didn't murder anybody." Mm-hmm. And here I am sitting. You know, get me get me for something I did do, right? But not I didn't do this. Yeah, and that's where I was like, "What? Wait a minute. No, this show is turning into something totally different." It's a deep
0: show. Like, isn't it is. this isn't just victim, killers, conviction, jail. Like, right. there are so many right. layers to this.
1: Yeah. Carl had an al- So, no, this is where I was not 100% positive. Um, the alibi of him being at his stepmother's wedding, mm-hmm. pictures of him at that wedding. I wasn't sure if that was Karen's murder or Doreen's murder. Is that Karen's? I think it was Karen's. I think it was Karen's too, but of course, all of that got thrown out right of the trial. So yeah, this is where I was like, "What? What? What?" And then the episode ends with just a bunch of the talking heads saying different things. Yeah, and we meet his post conviction attorney, uh, whose last name is Cutler. I forgot his first name.
0: Mm, I think it's Michael. Okay. Is he that the blonde, right. the white-haired yep. guy? Kind of gr- yeah, kind of yep. Yeah,
1: With a blue shirt. That's Michael. Yep, yep, yep. Okay, Michael Cutler talking about how Carl is not guilty. And then we see Chris Hayes, the PI, saying it was all made up. And then we see the investigative journalist, Michelle McPhee, say there was no evidence that connects Carl to it. And then she said the quote that I am going to probably pull out of it and play because it, Megan <laughs> was and I laughed really hard one. at this. Yeah. She said, this is, she's talking about Carl. This is somebody who's insane, barbarically nuts. And whether he did it to offer souls to Satan or he did it because he's a deep-rooted wackadoodle, I don't really think there's a big difference there. Yep. So, and then Trish says, who's already been talking about, you know, shit-talking Carl this whole episode. She says, everybody knows it wasn't him. Everybody. And then the bombshell. End, bombshell, Robin admitting that she lied about everything.
0: Yep. She lied about the satanic aspect of it. She lied about killing Karen. She mm-hmm. lied about what was done to Karen. Mm-hmm. Everything was a lie. Yep.
1: And that's how that episode ends. Yep.
0: All right. Well, thanks for joining us, everybody. Um, Amy, what is our Alanism for
1: this week? Well, this one I picked um because there was there's so much talk of drugs and stuff in this episode. <laughs> yeah. Um and my dad used to work in a he used to belong to a theater troupe, a theater company. And it was called Bloomington Civic Theater. That's BCT is what they called it. And my mom was in there too, and all their friends, their friends that I still know. And he was reminiscing about the, the theater to Jackie, his wife, and he said, "Everybody overdrank to way extremes." Yeah, that's a good one.
0: Yeah, and very fitting for this episode. Yeah,
1: yeah. So we will see you uh, next time when we discuss episode two, hopefully two and three, two. Yeah, maybe two and three, maybe maybe two, three and four, maybe just maybe. two. We'll we, don't <laughs> we don't know. We don't know. Okie doke. All right. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Activity Continues podcast. We really appreciate you giving us your ears for a bit. Please reach out if you have a suggestion for which episode of the Dead Files we should cover next. Or if you have a spooky story you'd like us to share on the show. We can be reached at theactivitycontinues at gmail.com or through our website or any of our socials. Links are all in the description of the show. Please feel free to drop us a note and say hi. And join us next time when The Activity Continues. The Activity Continues is produced by me, Amy, at Collected Sounds Media, and is part of the Independent Collected Sounds Podcast Network. We are also proud members of the Boo Pod Network of Super Cool Podcasts. Nailed it. This is just a disclaimer and sort of warning about this podcast. The activity continues podcast is in no way affiliated with the Dead Files, its production company, or any of its distributors. We are simply fans that love the show and love to talk about it and dissect it. And yes, make fun of it, but we do love it. And all of the opinions expressed herein are ours alone. And have nothing to do with the Dead Files or any of its cast, crew, production, or distributors. And we swear. Enjoy.